Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back here to another awesome episode of You Got This with your host Sandy and Donnie of Your New Life Ministries. And we're going to continue off from where we left last week with part two of Discover, the vision of God's plan from stupidity to stupendous. Yes, if you can remember, there's always a plan and a purpose for your life. God has a purpose and a plan for everyone. He says... You know, in his word, that his purpose will stand and he will do all that he please pleases. In Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So he's got a future for you. He's got a plan and he's got a purpose for your life. And we were, we were using Joseph to bring our point in. And Joseph had a dream as a teenager. He had a dream for a future. And God gave him a dream that two of them, a couple of them, in fact, that he was lording over his brothers. And yes, that's where the stupidity comes in. We really make some stupid moves. And especially when we don't ask God. That is exactly right. As a family, we always talk about uh, how the best way to move forward with our family activities, whether it be one way or another, from starting a new job possibly or starting a huge move. We always want to make the decisions on our own, but we always forget to ask the person who actually created us in the first place because he created us for a purpose, a vision in his eyes. We always seem to forget about what is his purpose for our lives. So we always go back, well, what is better for me versus what God has planned for us. That's right. Uh, if you've ever read the book of Ruth, I love that book. And Naomi and her husband, Elimelech, and his, their two sons lived in Bethlehem, meaning a place of bread. And there was a famine in the land and they didn't ask god they didn't inquire of god should we move based on their decision and their location we know they didn't ask god god's not going to tell you go back to go back from the hell he delivered you from okay and this is basically what they did because moab you know the its meaning means who's your daddy means they forgot who their father was and you know it was a place, you know, that that was not, you know, you know, it, it was full of sin, and it was not a place that God wanted them to go to, and He would have told them no if they would have asked. Just be patient. And sometimes God, He never leaves us or forsakes us. He says that over and over. He says, "I will never fail you or forsake you. I will never leave you or forsake you." He says that over and over in the Bible. And he says just as much and more for us not to fear. But did they bother inviting God into the equation? No, they just picked up and left. Okay. We always need, as Donnie was saying, we always need to ask God when we're about to make a decision. Especially if it's a big one. All our decisions, but especially if it's a big one. So... 
Joseph, he goes and he tells his brother his dreams. They were already jealous of him. And what did they do? They threw him into a pit. Then they sold him to the Ishmaelites because Judah came to his rescue. And the Ishmaelites sold them to Potiphar, who was in Egypt. So here is where the placement begins. God is getting him lined up in the place that he wanted him to. He has been growing. And I'm sure he's been growing and matured physically and mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Because he's placed in the vicinity of the place where God wants him to be. But then though, there's still some more testing of his faith. They had to test him and he was accused wrongly by Potiphar's wife. But he was getting him into the place where he wanted him to be. So, have you ever been uh, through this situation? Uh, you probably have more than you think you have. So, what is the number one thing you always want to do? Step back and relax and just pray and let God work in His ways. We're never going to know exactly what God's plan for us until we actually follow it. I mean, look at this uh, old TV show that my wife and I was watching the other day. Well, it's actually a combination of two. One always being touched by an angel and the other being promised land now the guy from promised land everybody knows his name is gerald mcraney he actually lost his job i don't remember if he got fired he got laid off or what but god had a plan for him he actually started taking his family on a road trip across america one to find his brother because of um their his brother's son that he had in their custody and two just to help, help people, help them, uh, help people on the way through churches or whoever, whoever God puts in their path to help. He stepped out in the unknown because God told him to, and God provided every step of the way. The same thing can happen in your life, long as you just step back and get out of your own way, and follow by God's example. I'm speaking to the choir because I'm going through some similar issues myself, figuring out what to do with me and my wife as we started this podcast. Things have opened up for us. And things will continue to open up for as long as I get out of my own way and let God direct us where he needs to go. Yes, and we all forget to do that. And, and some of it is probably out of pure excitement when a new decision comes our way. You know, God says in Psalm 37, 4, that he will give you the desires of your heart. And I guess while I do believe that he wants to give you good things, um, I also believe that he places his God desires in your heart. And the God desires, they line up with his will. The desires in your heart, if they line up with his will, then he is going to bring them to pass. And we always want to make sure that we ask and inquire of him. That we don't leave him out. Because if it's not something that he wants you to do, you know, then... I don't know. Is he going to back you up in it? He's all going to always going to come to his rescue, but he's he is always going to get his way and lead you back to the purpose that he had for you in the first place. So just might as well ask him first and get on the right path and and not as to not waste any time. But he will use everything. Roman Romans eight twenty eight says that God works everything. Um, for the good of those who love him, for who have been called according to his purpose. So. 
Yes, he will work out everything and he will work everything out towards his own ends. Even the wicked for a day of destruction and that verse is in Proverbs. So in continuing on, catching up where we left off, that yes, he was um, sold to Potiphar to place him where he's at in Egypt. That's where God wanted to get him. He wanted to get him into Egypt. And his wife, he had the favor of Potiphar. He, you, so that tells me that he was being faithful and obedient to God. God blesses those who are righteous and those who are obedient to him. And so Potiphar's wife came on to him one day. And he didn't return the advances and he ran. But he left his cloak behind. And so as to not be found out. She accused him of doing it to her. So she he was accused wrongly. And he was thrown into prison. Has that ever happened to you? Has something ever happened to you? That was bad and it wasn't your fault? God can even use that to turn it around and make a blessing out of it for you. Well, the point of all this is God can make a blessing out of anything as long as his people are willing to allow him to do so. And what I mean by that is allowing God to lead the way. See, this all comes back to my favorite verse, all-time favorite verse. We walk by faith and not by sight. The world will deceive you, as we all know. The world will deceive you every step of the way. They will give you temptations in every corner. And we always have to resist those temptations. What is the number one temptation in this world? What is the number one? It has to be money. As we all know, the love of money is the root of all evil. Because it takes your love away from the number one person who created you in the first place. Your love for God. Money always takes that away. And you can't always follow the money. You've got to follow what God tells you. And God gives you more in the, more in the afterlife than he'll ever give you in the, in the normal life. That's right. He will bless you. You know, when he asked uh, King Solomon, David's son, when he came into the, to the throne. And he followed after God's heart. And so God was pleased with him and he asked him, you know, what do you want and I'll give it to you. Well, he didn't ask for riches. He asked for wisdom. But God said he was, you know, that pleased him. And so God gave him both. And he showed that the wisdom that God gave him right after that by two women fighting over the same child. And knowing that the true mom would care more about the, the child's well-being, Solomon said, let's cut the baby in half. The true mom spoke up and said, no, you know, give it to the other woman. That's how Solomon knew who the real mom was. And he gave the child to her. So God blessed him with that wisdom and it was shown and he wanted the wisdom so he could use it to run the kingdom correctly in the wisdom of God. And God blessed him with riches. But those riches, they were one of his worst enemies. So let's get back to our story. Joseph is now in place, you would think, in prison. And he's in the place where God wants him. How could God want me to be in prison no he was in prison he was in 
the prison in Egypt. And that's where he needed to be. Do you feel in prison? Do you feel in a place where you're stuck? And, you know, where you don't feel like you're being used of God? Do you feel like you need to go to the next step? Are you hungry for something more? Are you asking yourself and are you asking God, God, maybe there's something that I'm not seeing? Go to him in prayer. Are you in your own prison? Maybe he's trying to get you into your own Egypt, so to speak, to get you in position for the next place. Maybe this is just a stepping stone to learn more towards and to see your faithfulness and how you're going to handle it. Because if you can't handle what he's given you where you're at, how can you handle more? Exactly. Have you thought about how you can handle more? God knows how much you can handle. He never gives you more than you can handle. He knows your abilities. He knows your weaknesses. He knows everything about you from your fingerprints to your blood type to everything in your mind, conscious, and everything. So he never gives you more than you can handle. But sometimes we wish, like, well, God, would you please stop having so much faith in me and knowing how much I can handle? We do ask that sometimes, you got to admit. But always remember, God never puts more on your plate than he knows that you can handle. And that's, a, that's again, a blessing and a curse sometimes, isn't it? So now, point four. The buzz of the vision. Joseph interprets his inmates' dreams. Here is where it gets down to the nitty-gritty. What's going to place him, get, set him free from prison and place him in the position where God wants him. He has inmates with him. And both of them have a dream. This is a setup. And Joseph interprets their dreams correctly. A baker and a butler. The baker was going to have his head chopped off. But the butler was going to be restored to his position. And God helped him interpret the dreams correctly. And when the butler was released. He said remember him. But he didn't remember him. I think it was like two years that passed. Are you finding new people come into your life? Are things changing? Do not think of them as nothing because God uses anything he can and will use anything to give you a setup and to encourage you or to bring you a word. So don't limit him and don't put him in a box. Don't think it has to happen in your set way. By this time, if you've been going through trials long enough, you know, in your uh, spiritual walk, you should be growing. And so you complain, you remain. And so you should be, okay, God, I know you're trying to teach me something in this. Ask him, ask him to open your eyes to see what it is he's trying to teach you. But don't limit him and don't put him in a box because God will use it and then he will move you up. God is so much more infinite and than we could ever think, ask, or imagine. He, we can't begin to understand him fully or have his wisdom. And he's got ways beyond our ways to answer our prayers. And it will be better than what we could imagine in our own little finite little minds. And so don't limit what he has for you. We should never limit God to what he could do for us. We, we always need to remember, by nature, we are flawed. We always second-guess everything. We always make mistakes. We always, 90% of the time, do the always do the wrong things. But just remember, 
we are we are this way for a reason. God gives us free will, the free reign, and it's all that simple. We always got to remember. Uh, getting back on topic here, uh, it has been two years since Joseph interpreted the butler's dream, and he was released. But Joseph wasn't complaining. He just kept being faithful. We need to learn to be content in the place. God has a place for us because it is because it is a re, for a reason to grow to learn to be humble ourselves and be pruned and have passions drawn out for us uh, that we could not otherwise happen. See, God created everybody in His image for a purpose and a, and a reason for existence. We are never going to know until God puts the, those things in the motion those components of his plan in motion we just have to know what path to follow and god's going to give us either subtle signs or people in those pathways to guide us to where he needs to be where he needs us to be he's not going to come down from heaven and say this is where you need to do this is what you need to do this is what you need to do no he is going to put people in our path to guide us to where we need to be remember that he will always do that you just got to have faith and it brings me to uh, one of these verses here, Second, First uh, Corinthians seven twenty four. Brothers and sisters, each person as as responsible to God should remain in the situation they were in when God called unto them. And our final point is God's vision and plan in action. Joseph deliverance, promotion, and restoration. The butler finally remembered Joseph when the Pharaoh needed a dream interpreted. Joseph was brought up out of the prison and given a new clothes. And, and that is an amazing story. Don't you remember it all? Uh, I'm going to let my wife uh, elaborate on that a little bit. Yes. We are going to go to a song and then we're going to come back. And we're going to finish up with our last point because see, God will never forget you. How can a mother forget the child that bore they bore God's not going to forget you either God had a purpose and a plan for every step of the way there were things for Joseph to learn he had to grow and mature and he had to show himself faithful each step of the way because we're when we're in our trials the first little thing that comes along are we going to just quit are we going to give up or was it, I'm not doing this anymore well, then how can you go through the hefty promise that God has got for you and be successful? As I've said before, your dreams won't take you where your character won't keep you. So Joseph, to be where he was going to be placed at, second in command of Pharaoh, he had to have the character to withstand it. So he needed to go through all these trials to prove himself faithful and obedient to God. And so we're going to come back and touch on that. Oh, because the clothes. That's a story in itself. That is another symbolism. But we're going to close and go to a song. Yeah, and this song that we're, going, we're, uh, we're playing is called You Rise Me Up by jo uh, Josh Gordon, uh, Groban.
When troubles come and my heart burdened be, then I am still and wait here in the silence until you come and sit a while with me. You raise me up so I can stand on mountains. You raise me up to walk on stormy seas. I am strong when I am on your shoulders. You raise me up to more than I can be. Hey guys, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that song, You Raised Me Up by Josh Groban. It's an awesome song. I thought it felt perfect for this particular podcast because it has meaning to it that we're sitting here discussing. And we're going to get back to discussing our last previous topic, 
the butler finally remembered Joseph when the Pharaoh needed a dream interpreted and Joseph was brought up out of the prison. So it can actually give that particular dream some reasoning and uh, methods behind it that the Pharaoh needed. So I'm going to let my wife continue. Yes, there was more than just a change of clothes. That represents so much more. That as we're delivered, maybe out of as we're delivered from our life of sin uh, over into Christianity to being saved and making Jesus the Lord of our life, guess what? We get new clothes. And you should be shouting a big hallelujah at that because that means that when the Lord looks down at you, he doesn't see all your mess because he says he will remember your sins no more. Once you ask for forgiveness. So they're gone. They're, they ex never existed. How many people can you say that of? Then on top of that. Okay. He looks down on you. And he sees you. Remember in the Bible it says there was no one righteous. No not even one. And we in Romans 3.23 we all fall short of the glory of God. But then no. All that mess that is all of us human beings down here on earth. We're all weak. No, he sees us as righteous. He so she sees us clothed in a robe of righteousness that is Jesus Christ Almighty. Oh my goodness. And so that should make you shout. But then when we come from one place to, to another place, when he moves us from purpose to purpose and position to position to new places, guess what? We get new clothes. That means we get a new, new persona. We, we grow spiritually. There's new things that we learn. And we have new gifts from the Holy Spirit. If you read about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You can find some of the gifts of office. And you can find them in Romans and in Ephesians. And you can find some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit as being baptized in the Holy Spirit that's another you know session in itself but you can find that and I believe it's either in first or second Corinthians and so if you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit I suggest you pray and ask God because it's just a, a double portion of the same Holy Spirit and he gives you more how can you not want that when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, when we're saved, you have like a cup of water. You put that water in you, right? Well, being baptized in the, in the Holy Spirit is taking that cup and completely dunking it in the water. Completely submersed. And that's what he means when he told the disciples, Tarry here until the promise of the Holy Spirit comes upon you. See? There's in you and upon you. And so, I would, if you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, I suggest you study that a little bit. So, there we have the clothes. Oh, my goodness. He gives you more of Him. He gives you more of Him. And that's what's meant by this. So, do you really? We have new clothes. Our sins are forgiven. And we have new path. That is the meaning of this. And so, this is the purpose of Joseph coming into Egypt. God had a plan all along. God knows the end from the beginning. Joseph interpreted the dream correctly. Seven years of plenty. Followed by seven years of famine. And that was the dream that Pharaoh had. No one else could do it. But through God. Through the wisdom of God. He interpreted it correctly. And he told him that we need to save back. 
in the years of, of plenty for the years of famine. And, and Pharaoh liked this idea. And so this would draw people. Uh-huh. You know where this was going. His family. They would draw people from all around into Egypt to come and get grain. He loved that. And so he made Joseph over that all. Are you being uprooted? Are you in a place that's unfamiliar? Mm, don't get upset about that. Because maybe God is changing your directions and changing your job. Maybe that, that job that you, maybe you just got fired from or laid off. As Donnie was explaining in, a, in the series, The Promised Land. Maybe it's not such a bad thing. Change can be scary and it could be awesome at the same time or it could be overwhelming and scary and it's or sometimes it just you're not meant to do something and you do it anyway and get lost and you get messed up you always have to put god in it to make it successful you may not believe it you may do believe it but always remember the number one evidence for god is the bible and you read it study it like my wife just pointed out with this particular story with joseph God has a plan for you, always has, always will, but it's up to us to follow that plan as Joseph did when he's still locked up in prison and he, then Pharaoh gave him a job defining people's dreams and putting him over all that other stuff that he was doing. That's what God called him to do and it was amazing and he got rewarded abundantly for it. Point of all this is, do what God tells you and you will be rewarded as follows. He knows you're what you're capable of because he created you in the first place. We always got to do what God tells us to do. Simple as that. Yes, yeah, so now Joseph is in position. So, is things changing from you? Are you being uprooted? Do you have a new job? Or maybe you've been thinking about moving to a new place. Maybe you have all your old friends leaving and going elsewhere and new ones are coming. Well, maybe they are divine appointments. Yes, those do happen. Divine appointments, divine connections, and you want to pray for those. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust to the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. You see, sometimes when you don't understand anything, you don't have to understand anything. You just have to trust God. So is God doing a new thing in your life? Even though you don't understand it, trust him in the process. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 says, Do not call to mind the former things. Pay no attention to the things of old. Behold, I'm about to do something new. Even now it's coming. Do you not see it? Are things changing around you? Just stop and look. Just stop and look to, to see what God is doing in your life. And what you may think is something bad may be actually a blessing in disguise. Because of Joseph's faithfulness and humility that he learned through the trials and obedience, he was delivered and he was promoted. And he received restoration and forgiveness. You see, his family came to Egypt for grain. And through a series of events where they had to keep going back home, forgiveness was given. When he finally introduced himself to his brother, he said, oh, wait a minute, don't be afraid because here, I'm here right now in this position because of this set time. It was for a reason. God had a purpose for it all. And he was restored to his dad. His dad thought he was dead. And now he got to see him again. 
He's alive again. You see, two nations were fed because of this. Israel and Egypt. Oh, but it means so much more than just Egypt and Israel. Come on, you already know that. If you know, if you've been listening to my podcast, there is a meaning behind this too. Israel, the Jewish people, Egypt, the Gentiles. And Joseph, if you go back, and I suggest you go back and read the story of Joseph and do an outline. There's so much similarities between Joseph and, and Jesus. And Jesus came to unite everybody. That salvation isn't just for the Jews. It's for everybody, and that's what is meant by this. He fed two nations. Jesus fed two nations. He fed Israel, the Jews, and the Gentiles with his body. That his sacrifice, his death on the cross, is for everybody who will receive. And he says that in Romans 10.13, that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So it means so much more than just Israel and Egypt. Read the story, I invite you to read, to read it. Because, because of Jesus. See, all of this, this story of Joseph, it's a foreshadowing of Jesus Christ. Of how we'll all be united. And how forgiveness will reign. Because of what Jesus did. And our souls will be saved. When the Holy Spirit. Or famine of the Holy Spirit. Or the word happens. In the end. All the Jews will come back to him. And that's in the tribulation period. As in the story of Joseph. And the Gentiles will help get them there. And that's already been happening people. See and then in the end. We will all be united with Jesus Christ our Lord. When we leave this earth. We will be clothed in our heavenly robe of righteousness forever. Our mortal bodies. We will get even new clothes then. We will get new spirits and a new heaven and a new earth. Are you preparing for that now? Are you looking at the different things that's happening in your life as bad? Open your eyes to see them as lessons from God. Exactly. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself, but I always remember people, as we've said throughout this podcast when we created it, God has a purpose for everyone. He can't come, he's not going to come down from the cross and just give us our give us directions to his purpose. He will give us subtle signs and people in our path to guide us to where we need to be. I always remember that. And I'm going to recite these two verses here um, that brings me to mind. It's Amos 8, 11. The days are coming, declare the sovereign, the sovereign Lord, when I send a famine through the land. Not a famine of food or a thirst, but a famine of hearing the word of the Lord. Be amazed by God and trust him in, in the path. You will receive your dreams and destinies. It comes through patience, perseverance, humility, faith, and obedience. Exactly. That's what we've been talking about through this particular podcast is be obedient. Be obedient. And just like your parents teaches you a lesson, God's going to teach you the same thing. He's our Father in heaven. His way will be done. And then uh, also Isaiah 46.10, I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. I say my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. See, uh, God only gives Satan as much power as he will. I mean, that simple. God only, uh, that devil only gives us so much, only has so much power. And we don't need to give him any more. So why are we doing what God tells us to do? 
I mean, we're we're mostly blinded by faith and by uh, what's going on here on Earth. Earth is a fallen, fallen thing, a fallen concept. It's it's full of treachery. We live in a fallen world. Long story short, and this world is destined to be burned. It says that in the Book of Revelations. So always remember, this isn't our final resting place. Our final resting place is in heaven. Yes, and so um, I want to offer up a word of prayer for all of you out there, and especially those um, that are in war-torn countries. Um, My heart just goes out to you, and I'm praying, Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you keep your people safe, that you find places to protect them, find places to them to go where the bombing won't hit them where they'll keep their children safe god provide for them lord as you provided for your people in their times of need as you provided for elijah when the ravens fed them him by the brook lord i ask for your provision and i ask for your protection and your safety and your healing of their bodies most of all and lord i pray for everyone else out there listening lord that's got a personal problem that you would just provide them the wisdom to know how to solve it i pray lord god that you would heal their bodies if they have an illness i pray that you provide the financial um, provision that they need if they're looking for a job put one in their path that divine appointment and that connection i ask that you bring that to pass And those who need a closer relationship with you, I ask that you just show yourself to them. And if there's anyone listening here by chance that has not made you, Lord Jesus, the Lord of their life, I'm inviting them now to pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that you, God Almighty, ordained Jesus Christ to come and die for my sins, that he is your son. I believe he died on the cross for my sins. And I ask you to forgive me of every one of my sins. And I ask you to come into my heart. I make you the Lord of my life to live for you every day of my life. I ask for your Holy Spirit to fill my heart and to guide me through life. To help me and to teach me. And I ask all of this in Jesus' mighty name. And if you just prayed that prayer, I want to welcome you into the family of God. And we do have a free book for all of those of you who are listening who just became part of the family of God. And um, just go to our website, yournewlifeministries.org. And visit the contact us page and say, hey, I just prayed the salvation prayer with you. Can you send me my new book? And as you're doing that, please make sure I have your email address and your address. Most of all, if I don't have an address, I can't send it to you. So uh, please send that. And also um, email us if you have a special prayer request or a podcast you'd like us to talk about. Uh, You can uh, email us at info at yournewlifeministries.org. And look for our new books. I just had another children's book release. So I have six in the series of the Tim and Joe Ray series where they all ask a different question about God. Parents, are you finding it hard to answer those questions? Some questions that your children have like, where does God live? Um, How does God talk to you? How can God's spirit be everywhere? 
How does Jesus get into your heart? Okay, my books will answer all these questions in the Tim and Joe Ray series. There's six in the book, and the two that just recently got released is Blowing in the Wind, which asks about how does God's Spirit, how can it be everywhere? And the one that just got released is Summer on Grandma's Farm. And that one talks about the Trinity. Oh, it's even hard for us to, to explain it and understand it ourselves. But this book, God gave it to me so simply. He gave it to me in the form of a plant, believe it or not. And I don't have a green thumb. My mom, I, It's brown. My mom took it with her. And it's so ironic that he gave it to me just like that. And I just sent off a new book I just got done writing. I'm so excited about it. It's called The Train Ride, One Woman's Journey. And it's about a woman who inherited a fashion magazine. And um, then as she became popular, it kind of went to her head. And she started treating everybody as if they were all beneath her. And so she gets in an accident. And in the coma resulting from the accident... She's on this train ride and she sees five people that she was mean and judgmental to. And she's seeing the story of where they connected, but from their perspective and feeling their emotions. I'm so excited about this and can't wait for it to come out. That's right. So you can find all those and all of our other published books on our website at yournewlifeministries.org. Check it out today and also follow us on Facebook and Instagram and on YouTube. So we'll catch you later, guys. Talk at you later. Bye-bye. And always remember, you know you got this when you let God lead the way. Talk at you later, guys. Bye-bye.